basically a mad scientist, been trying to hack sleep for 15 years. It's the thing we do the most of besides breathing, and that's what captivates me to it. It's also the intersection of, you know, cognitive psychology. I have a PhD in cognitive psychology, neuroscience, computer science, and, you know, consciousness. Sleep is how you process your realities, basically. And basically in deep sleep, you downregulate all of your synapses that form in the day and clear out things that you actually clear out neural waste that is harmful to your brain. And that's why sleep is so linked to Alzheimer's disease. And then in REM sleep, you replay and integrate that information. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do, but only 0.1% a real Jesus. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. This is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have uh, Dr. Dan Gartenberg. He's the CEO of Sleep Space. Uh, we're going to talk about the brain benefits of deep sleep. Dr. Dan Gartenberg is known as Dr. Snooze. Hopefully, it doesn't mean he's boring, which I don't think he is. I think it's just because he, he works with sleep. Anyway, Dan, thank you so much for coming. How are you doing? My pleasure. A little bit uh, tired, which I shouldn't admit, but I've been wor- working myself to the bone lately. Oh, all right. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, your hard work is going to result in people sleeping better. So it's That's, that's the sleep. irony. I'm sleep depriving myself to improve everyone else's sleep. I've spoken to uh, anti-aging people and they don't seem to take care of themselves either. Yet they're studying methods to help other people avoid aging. So it's like that's the, the main way. We, no, shoes. no, yeah, we actually, it's funny. We actually, I mainly survive off of getting these grants, trying to show that by improving sleep, you can reduce conversion to Alzheimer's disease. So that's uh, anti-aging is something I'm very focused on. Oh. Well, yeah. Tell me a bit about your background and how you got interested in sleep. And then we'll talk about your current activities. Yeah. So I'm basically a mad scientist, been trying to hack sleep for 15 years. It's the thing we do the most of besides breathing. And that's what captivates me to it. It's also the intersection of, you know, cognitive psychology. I have a PhD in cognitive psychology, neuroscience, computer science, and, you know, consciousness. Sleep is how you process your realities, basically. And basically in deep sleep, you downregulate all of your synapses that form in the day and clear out things that um, you actually clear out neural waste that is harmful to your brain. And that's why sleep is so linked to Alzheimer's disease. And then in REM sleep, you replay and integrate that information. And growing up with a father who is a doctor and a mom is a nurse and a grandma who is a psychologist, I really saw firsthand how broken the healthcare system is. And I knew that if you could just improve the sleep by 1%, 2% for every human being, it would be an amazing benefit to humanity in the healthcare system. And that's what I've been trying yeah. to do for 15 years. Oh, okay. So what's the premise of your current company? What uh, devices or you know, supplements yeah. or what, what's the goal of it? So this is the hard thing, right? Everyone's going to say that their solution, their supplement is the best thing since sliced bread. So we're really trying to show scientifically that we can improve your sleep quality and time spent in bed asleep. And we created Sleep Space 
to integrate with all the wearables out there. So we'll integrate with Aura, with Whoop. We have our own system on the Apple Watch. And then I invented this really kind of, I think it's ingenious phone charger um, that slides under your bed to measure your sleep and more directly deliver audio stimulation to you while you sleep. So I have all these patents on basically measuring your sleep in real time. Every 30 seconds, I have a piece of software that can detect which stage of sleep you're in. And then based on that, systematically do something to enhance the sleep. And so, and so what, what does that mean? What, how, do, how would it work and what would it look like in a given situation? So it, it, it basically you put the phone in this phone charger mechanism and that allows us to play the sounds very locally. So only you hear it and your sleep partner doesn't hear it. Everyone charges their phone at night. So it's just an easier way to charge your phone. It's called the sleep space smart bed. Then it'll do a play some gradual ocean waves and then it'll go into a sound mask, which is a pink noise machine that we developed. And that's designed to block out sounds. Every 30 seconds, it'll see if you're awake or asleep. And if you're asleep, it'll gradually ramp up the volume of the sound mask to more effectively block out noise pollution and keep you asleep. Then when you're in deep sleep, you, we play this delta wave frequency sound to entrain regenerative delta waves. And then finally, when you're dreaming, we can play a sound based on something. If you meditate while listening to this sound, you can replay it to essentially inception your dreams and your subconscious mind in order to address things like a trauma. There's, um, you can use it for remembering things better or to actually actualize something like your 10-year vision for yourself. Well, question here. So um, if someone snores or has apnea or other sleep disturbances, will this work for them? Will this get them out of that? Or will this make it very difficult for the system to work? So, I mean, first off, if you have sleep apnea, you should go to your doctor and get, it, and get yourself treated. We actually, since we connect with Apple Watch, we can detect when you have, when your pulse ox is low, which is a possible symptom of apnea. And then our system then tells people to see their doctor and get treated if we see that their pulse ox is very low throughout the night. So it'll work not, I mean, it'll still work if you have those issues. We make it so it, you can very easily adjust the sound to your own preferences. And that's the main thing. And it's used to block out, it's mainly used for the sleep partner if they want to block out the snoring sounds that could be disruptive to their sleep if their partner sleeps, if their partner snores. So what have you heard anecdotally that your customers use this for predominantly? Or what are some of the things they use it for? And what are their experiences? I mean, we have hundreds of five-star reviews on the App Store. You can, you can check, you, anyone can check those out. A lot of people really like the deep sleep stimulation, the wind downs. Um, we have this smart wake up experience that is one of the main reasons people stick with us. Basically, we'll wake you up in a lighter stage of sleep based on measuring your micro motions while you're waking up in a 10 minute window. And then we'll also gradually ramp up the lights, which people really like. The thing with sleep is people have very different problems, you know. For example, if you're an insomniac, someone that has problems falling asleep and staying asleep, you should never take a nap. Whereas if you are trying to optimize, then doing a 20-minute nap is very healthy and can really help you. And so that speaks to how different people's sleeps are. 
So we recruited a team of sleep specialists. We now work with 10 sleep specialists that have expertise in everything from snoring to falling asleep and staying asleep to addressing nightmares to pain and sleep. There's really a plethora of issues when it comes to sleep. So we offer these personalized solutions and we have clients that it's literally changed their lives when, when we started interacting with them. Most supplements are taken on faith and can take weeks or months to have an effect. Even supplements backed by scientific studies may or may not deliver those same benefits to you. But what if you could feel the results of what you took within just a few days? Lost Empire Herbs offers the highest quality, wild-harvested, non-irradiated pine pollen, and that can dramatically impact your hormones fast. Right now, you can grab it for one cent plus shipping and handling at GeniusPollen.com. Well, what if um, someone has restless leg syndrome or let's say, I don't know, they go to sleep at 10 and they get up at six normally, but at five or 4.30, they start getting very restless. The last hour of their sleep is tumultuous. How would it interact with your system in a way that would help them and not you know, wake them up prematurely, let's say? Yeah, it's a good question. So for the audience, restless leg syndrome is when your limbs have this tingling sensation and you often feel like you have to move them. It's, it, it impacts about 4% of the population, actually. It's one of the relatively more common sleep issues. And you should definitely see your doctor if, you, if those symptoms ring true for you. It's good to like stretch beforehand is one of the main things. And to have a regular circadian rhythm is one of the main behavioral solutions for, for that issue. And it's a great thing. I, it's a, I actually, I'm trying to recruit a, a, a coach who has some awareness of that issue. It's, it's sort of a gap right now in our expertise, but it would still work for those individuals. Basically, you would set your alarm time. And if you are, I mean, if you are waking up too early, there's a couple reasons for that. You know, if it's something like falling asleep and staying, if you're having problems falling asleep and staying asleep, the suggestion actually, and you're doing that on a regular basis, the suggestion actually is if you can't sleep for more than 15 minutes, get out of bed, do something relaxing, not stimulating, you know, ideally reading a book in a dimly lit room, for example. And then when you're tired again, and it might be an hour, it might be two hours, then you go back to sleep. If you don't get tired again, just wait till the next night. You will be tired. Don't fall asleep in the middle in the middle of the day. And then that next night, your sleep will be very consolidated. And that's one of the main ways we address a problem with someone not being able to, to stay asleep. Hmm, okay. So you, know, you said you got a lot of five-star reviews. People seem to like the gentle wake up. So can you talk through that process? Um, and then I just want to ask you what else people like about it. No, yeah. So, so basically, the right way to wake up is gradually. I think. Have you ever like had waking up for a flight or something, and you have that blaring alarm and that jolt feeling in the morning? You basically get you, your body naturally releases cortisol in the morning, but you don't want that jolt of cortisol right away. The right way to wake up is gradually. So we will detect if you're starting right. to wake up and and ramp it up very gradually. And that allows you to get more sleep when you need it. I focus on getting more REM and more deep sleep, but also light sleep is regenerative. Your brain is recovering when it's also in light sleep. And about 40% of people are sleep deprived in the United States. So getting that extra five minutes actually matters. 
And so it allows you to get a little extra sleep and you're basically able to seize the day when you get out of bed more readily and you can control the lights to change with that wake up experience as well. Before we get started, I have a quick favor. I've been self-funding the Finding Genius podcast for five years now. I've done over 3,000 episodes. And as you can see on YouTube, we're up over a million views on the channel, which is fantastic. The next thing I really want to push on is to get up to 10,000 subscribers. Because once we do, we'll be able to put a donate button and uh, we'll be able to solicit donations uh, to help keep the podcast running and to also get the Finding Genius Foundation moving along. We have a big project studying anxiety, depression, and PTSD, and working on a product to help people overcome these problems uh, because I've seen them explode recently after the, uh, you know, the last two years of the whole virus situation. So if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. That would help us tremendously. Give us a thumbs up. And check in the description for Buy Me a Coffee. It's about five bucks. If you could buy me a coffee, I'd really appreciate it. It would help keep the channel going, and I love coffee. Thank you. Do you deal with, uh, I mean, are there any things that your customers have, conditions or weird sleep schedules? Let's say they do shift work or they're just night owls, any of this stuff where you have to adjust your system or they have to use it in a different way or does it get down the system? Yeah. So, I mean, a big aspect of what we try to do is get your sleep patterns to be more regular. So the more regular your sleep is, and if you're a shift worker, there's a whole another set of solutions because you can't help being irregular. But generally what we do for most people who don't have that issue is we have them set a bedtime and a wake time. And sometimes the coach will do that with them or they can do it themselves. And the software will notify them based on the bedtime and wake time that they set. You know, now your bedtime is approaching in an hour. And you're trying to be as consistent as possible. There's some research, some researchers say that like it's better to be a morning owl. I think generally it's better just to be consistent. Like there's a reason why some people are morning people and some people are night owls. There's probably some evolutionary biology to explain this. Um, and it shifts as we age too. You know, usually you're more of a night owl when you're a teenager and then you become more of a morning lark. But being consistent is really the most important thing. And now when you're talking about jet lag or night shift work, there's all these protocols that you can do. And it really takes a coach to understand the person's unique schedule. But there's like theoretically an ideal time to take a melatonin supplement when you're trying to do jet, when you're trying to address jet lag. That's not actually, usually you're supposed to take us up the supplement like 45 minutes before bed. But for jet lag, there's actually a weird regimen where you take it during the day to shift if you're going from um, west to east, for example, you might, there might be a use case if you're just like a six hour flight to take the melatonin actually during the day to shift the rhythm. I mean, the big thing is to get sunlight when you get out of bed. And so, you know, 30 to 60 minutes out of bed, go for a walk. That's like the best way to set your rhythm. And that'll naturally improve your sleep quality and set your schedule because the sunlight dictates your sleep wake state to such a large degree. Is there a way to emulate that with a full spectrum bulb as part of your like gentle wake system? Yeah. So our, so we'll get up to 1300 lux with a LifeX bulb, which is what we use in our app. And that'll help to some degree, but the science has shown that you really need more like 10,000 lux. So, you know, I don't get outside every day, but I always have this happy lamp that you can get. 
I have no affiliation with this company, but it's a Verilux. And so I'll just blast, make sure I blast myself with that for like 20 minutes in the morning every day, 30 minutes. And what do you notice when you do that versus when you don't, or when you go out in the sun? I mean, it'll flatten your rhythm and you'll be more tired during the day. And then if you're tired during the day, your body gets confused and maybe isn't as tired at night as it should be. You, you, what you want is to use your energy throughout the day so you're tired at night. And what happens when you get older, a lot of oftentimes you're chronically stressed with, you know, being 60 years old and your body's breaking down, your rhythm flattens. So your body doesn't know when it should be awake or asleep. And then you're taking all these naps and, you know, starting your dinner at four o'clock and all this stuff. You, you want a, a strict and consistent schedule to give your body the right cues. And sadly, during quarantine, one of the effects is we became these indoor creatures where we're not activating our circadian rhythm during the day as much anymore. So when you do that, what, what happens to you? you uh, does your sleep break up into pieces? Are you, do you enter like into polyphasic sleep by accident? Yeah, or that's exactly happens? right. Like you're more likely to take a nap. And that's why older people take, are known to take so many naps, basically. You end up getting less sleep. You're less alert during the day. You can't think as clearly. Those things. Okay. Um, you, you mentioned a bunch of electronics. Uh, is there any concern about people sleeping and the EMF from you know, all the electronics around them and the wearables and all that stuff disrupting their sleep? I am so happy you asked that question because we went through a lot of effort to make it so our whole system can work completely offline to address this issue of EMF. And, you know, personally, I'm a scientist, so I need to see the empirical study. So I don't have a strong opinion on the EMF yet. I think it definitely is possible that there is an issue with it, particularly think that there is that much of one. I've studied it with like an EMF detector. One thing about EMF is this, if you're concerned about it, you should basically never take a phone call and hold the phone up to your ear. Because you're getting more EMF from that than like anything else. And the thing about electromagnetic frequencies is distance has a huge impact on the signal. Basically, there's an exponential decline in signal with distance. So whenever you're like six inches away from something, like you're getting no signal basically at all. Oh, so it's like one over the the signal finishes, like one over the square of the distance or something. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why, like, what I say to people is, like, if you're concerned about this, never use Bluetooth earbuds and never take a phone call with the phone directly at your ear. All that being said, maybe prolonged exposure to it is bad. So we, in the smart bed mechanism we made, we actually made it out of metal, which deflects EMF. So it shoots it in the opposite direction. So in a way, it mitigates the EMF that you get throughout the night. Maybe someone, maybe you should develop like a sleep cage. In the IP that I have, I've patented a cage that you actually put around the phone to literally turn the phone into a Faraday cage. And so that also makes it so the phone is literally disabled. Like you will not be able to get a phone call. And it also sort of puts your phone in its place at night. Like just having the phone, you don't realize it, but like just having the phone so it's not in your sight it's in this little contraption that's maybe a little bit hard to get to, has a big impact on things like phone addiction, which I think in the coming decades is going to really be an issue in our society. Yeah, I go into my kids' rooms and I say, don't sleep with the phone next to you. Turn it off. Right. Sometimes they'll, they'll be sleeping with the phone in their hand. And yeah, I, they try to do like a charging station at night where they all put their phones there. And 
and they're all teenagers. That's so not easy, but we try. I, I this is part of the problem I'm trying to solve for this. I mean, I'm even addicted to it, and I, and I'm a later generation. This next one is going to be in for a tough reckoning. So, what are um what are some of the sleep problems that that still bedevil even you? Yeah, what are ones that you're working on again that just for now they're just uh, they're not there yet, but there's promising results coming. Kind of yeah, I mean, so we're running a clinical trial right now, and we're recruiting people with insomnia in this study. And what we're trying to show is that by treating their insomnia, we can actually reduce their conversion to Alzheimer's disease. And if we could do that, it would be amazing. I won't have the results for like another year. And then I'm also trying to make a standalone tool to treat insomnia, but that's not developed yet. I mean, something that I'm fascinated by, and I'm trying to validate this right now in my own practice for myself, is this idea of basically inceptioning my consciousness. And you can do that right now with a current version of sleep space where I play a sound and I basically meditate on something that I want to ingrain into my consciousness. For me, what I'm trying to experiment with is my 10-year vision for my company and, and my family. And so I'll meditate on this for 10 minutes during the day while I'm listening to this relaxing forest rain that the app produces. And then it'll replay when I'm in a dream state. And I'm trying to like see if that'll help me actualize my uh, my goals for myself. Pretty what crazy. do you mean in, in sets? What, what would happen if someone's dreaming and they've meditated on a certain sound and then it plays in the dream? Like what, what would they experience? The idea is we're just Pavlovian dogs at the end of the day. We're association machines. So if you play a sound while you're meditating to the sound, then you play the sound while you're dreaming, the thing that you're meditating on will get primed and then you'll dream about the thing that you were meditating on. And have you experienced this? I know it's possible. I, I, I'm testing it out on myself. It's a little bit hard to scientifically say that it works. Like I've subjectively experienced it to some degree, but I just need more research to validate that this is for real. Yeah, it's interesting though that you're working on that. It's really cool. Yeah. So what's um, it, all this is available commercially? People can order the system. Like you know, if someone's interested, yeah. how do they take Any that first step? Of- Where do they go? So my whole thing is I want to give you a good experience before I make any money. So if you go to sleepspace.com slash union, I'm going to give you, this is a special link for your users to get a 30 day free trial of the system. Um, and that'll give you the, oh, the you. software for, for free for 30 days. That's cool. Okay. So it's sleepspace.com slash union, U-N-I-O-N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the secret code. Oh, that's really cool of you. That's generous. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. My pleasure. Um, where where can people, um, again, I guess they'll go there, they can order it, and where can they learn more about the system as well? On the website? Is the best yeah, we have all the YouTube? information on lucid dreaming and deep sleep and the smart alarm on the website. And I'm always posting on Instagram at Dr. Period Snooze. Okay, very good. Dr. Dan, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. 
This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.